0: Welcome back to another episode of the Forever Game Podcast, and we are so excited to be back with you 2022.
1: <laughs> two, two, two. Yep. We made it. We
0: made it here. Don't know what the hell's going to happen here. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Um, But we're here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And happy new year. I hope... This is, who knows when we'll publish this episode, but it should still be January.
0: Oh yes, likely, like very likely.
1: (laughs) Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy January.
0: So anyway, we, uh, the podcast today, we're talking about um, kind of our business New Year's resolution of sorts. Yeah. A clarity around what it is we do and really something that we want to see a lot of communities maybe adopt. Communities I mean, or businesses, or individuals—really, everybody. <laughs> everybody, yeah.
1: can have this resolution.
0: Yeah, I think I think it would be a good one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um,
0: I agree. Anyway, but we're going to start the episode by. So Jamie got me a gift, <laughs> and for the holidays, and it's called "Where Should I Begin."
1: Where should we begin? Where
0: should we begin? <laughs> Sorry, you Freudian can't play it slip. By yourself, Tyler. Freudian. Well, anyway. Um, it's a bunch of cards. It is technically a game, but then you, uh, you draw these cards and it's just like conversation starters, really. Yeah.
1: It's like really well crafted icebreakers of sorts. Yeah. Um, the game was, for those that maybe know, recognize this name, the game was invented by Esther Perel. She's um, a really, really popular social psychologist and okay. kind of relationships expert. Right. And so this was her she she would like travel the world doing talks and all kinds of stuff and so when the pandemic kind of took its full effect, people were stuck at home and she's like, you know, had to think of something create, creative to pivot and continue to do some of the work that she was super passionate about. So she created a board game. And a
0: mechanism for helping humans reconnect.
1: Yeah. Or yeah. connect. Yeah. Right. Create deeper relationships. And so I feel like this is in alignment with your interests, mm-hmm. our interests. It's just fun. Yeah. You know, I love answering off the cuff questions. So here
0: we go. I'm going to give you one. Should we just do one? Yeah. We, okay. It fits our podcast really well. The title is "Where Should We Begin." Uh, we really never have any idea what the hell we're doing. So, where should we begin? Jamie will draw a card.
1: Okay. Did you? T- there are some naughty cards in here. Perfect. Oh, this is this is a hard. So, I'm, are you going to answer this? We both are Okay.
0: (laughs) to the best of our ability, unless we choose to refrain.
1: This is, it could go all directions and I love it. Okay. Ready? I've been faking dot, dot, dot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What have I been faking? Well, um,
1: you think of these things so fast.
0: I would say I recently joined a men's hockey league for the first time ever. Okay, it reminds me a lot of when I first started playing golf, where up until you take that swing, you know, for everyone to see, you can fake that shit as much as you want. You can look as confident as you want. You can walk up there, do the warm ups like all the pros do, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, but then, as soon as you got to swing that club, soon mm-hmm. as the puck is dropped, you know, the gig is up. So that's 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 kind of something that I've been like trying, like. I'm faking it right now. Do my best to like get through a game without hurting myself, others, or really the team. Yeah. Um, rarely. I don't think I've done that once all three of those. So that's kind of one of the things I've been faking working on. Well,
1: That's like a fake it till you make it kind of mentality.
0: Yeah. But
1: it's, it's working and you're getting better.
0: Uh yeah. Hmm. <sighs>
1: <laughs> and you're not injured.
0: Not injured. Yes. Substantially. Yes. Not gone. Just pride. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Lots of lots of wipeouts, though,
0: huh? Oh, totally. But they've gone down significantly. Yep. <laughs> but The worst is when you fall down and you cannot get up again. You take steps, but you keep falling
1: because your gear is just like so.
0: It's thick, so it is hard thick. to bend the joints. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just to get your knee up to take a step. Uh, Yikes! You know. I've been blessed with genes to be able to physically do most of the things that I want to do.
1: Yeah. Right? For sure. Athletic as hell.
0: So (laughs) impressive, really. (laughs) Um, But uh, most athletic, 2002. But the experience with hockey has put me in like a little more of an empathetic frame of mind of, oh, this is what it feels like to really suck at something.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Like like an like a sport thing, you know. Other than golf, everyone sucks at golf when they start. Yeah, but other than that, I really haven't done a lot of f- at sports that I've sucked at.
1: It's good to do that. I feel.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Once you find one, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Once you find one that you suck at.
0: Right. All um, right. I've stalled enough. Are you ready?
1: I tr- was trying to think of so many things.
0: You don't want to go too deep on this one.
1: Oh really? Because I was going to. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I think a part of me was like, so the holiday season this year was just so different for me that it was just like harder than expected. And so I felt like I had to put on some like front of smiley, smileiness and like oh, this is like the joy, wonderful time. Yep. When it didn't really like always feel that way. Sure. And so that's something that I felt like I had to like fake to some extent, which I don't think I really did, but I didn't, you know.
0: To the casual show. Jamie acquaintance, you were faking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I feel like it was kind of an eye opener of like, I've never had that experience. I don't think, which is, I'm grateful for. Yeah. And so it's like, gives me a, just more empathy to people that are going through hard, hard things. And like, have felt that way during the, during the holidays, especially.
0: Right. It's definitely a season of joy, but the joy is only expressed if you have lots of people around you all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: You know, and it can be an inverted feeling if, you know, when you have an apartment by yourself, you're by yourself a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's probably when you felt it a lot more.
1: For sure.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But here we are. <laughs> the holidays
0: are. 2022. Over. We made it.
1: So if that was you too, I I hear you. Like the, whoever is listening to this. Right. If you felt that way. You're not alone.
0: Well, I do want to throw this out there then that my wife and I are always home. We never do anything. <laughs> so you're welcome to other than go to watch my son practice or play hockey. So if you're ever feeling that way, you just, what are you guys up to right now? We're just sending it home. As long as you don't judge our messy house, you can come over.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was good. And yeah. we didn't get weird with it, so that's good. No, too. I'm
0: excited for a weird one, though. <laughs> I'll put that back so we don't lose it. Okay. All right.
1: S- this has nothing to do with New Year's resolutions, though.
0: No, well, no, it, it was a decent transition, though. Um, so... One thing that we were think that we it was maybe three month three or four months ago when we kind of came up with our like values right yeah company values and we're still kind of working maybe on a mission statement sort of thing but we've thrown a few out there. Um, I was just thinking about, uh, well, full transparency, and this is going to be a surprise to you. Um, I am thinking about a transition. <laughs> not in the way that you're thinking though. Um, purely physical. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think it would be rad to have, to be one of the top rural marketing agencies, not just in Wilmer, but in like several rural hubs.
1: Minnesota wide. Yeah.
0: Minnesota wise. And Why that interested me was just because there's so many underserved areas and almost all the big stories and all the content that's pushed out is from larger metro areas. Mm -hmm. And you can see that division in politics, in, well, everything, you know, this kind of like rural urban divide. Yeah. And it's because a lot of people in rural areas feel unheard. And devalued because of it. And they've kind of turned a little negative, you know, and, or at least the perception is negative. And so it would be really cool to be able to tell, I I love rural Minnesota because it's in, and you do too. Although you're, you like the city <laughs> buzz a little bit more, but you're younger. So that, that makes sense. Um, but I will never be anywhere else. Yeah. And I love it. And I, I think it's a great place to live. Um, and I think, but the story I tell myself is not the story that a lot of other people hear. And so wouldn't it be cool to help tell those stories a little more at scale? And mm. you know, just like you mentioned well, we did the Ashley intro earlier. A lot of communities are a little bit different. And so there's always like a different flavor in different communities. But to have four or five offices in different regional hubs in like five years.
1: Whoa. That'd be well, this is something I have yet to hear. I
0: know. That would <laughs> that's like my new my new thing that i want to start looking at
1: that's that's a big
0: and the reason why is
1: but i do love the spirit behind it like i i think it's you're right that um there's a lot that goes unsaid a lot that a lot of good stories that go untold
0: because i firmly believe that and i was mentioning this while we were taking down Timmy, which was named <laughs> our tree. I named tree. our tree
1: Timmy at the very last yep, minute. The
0: very last, right before Timmy's dead. Well, really he's already dead, but his burial, then we finally gave him a name. It's a sad story, Timmy. But I was telling you about it. Like I believe that 90 to 95% of humans and organizations out there are good people trying to do good things for the right reasons. Like I really believe that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that negativity is so loud and bad news has always traveled fast, like in human, you know, connection and communication and rumors before social media was always bad news traveled fast. And of course it got warped and it's getting warped now and just even, you know, exponentially. Um, And, but there's so much, 95% of stories that exist or happen are good, but they're just not as interesting when, and it takes more work to tell them. Do you know what I mean? It has to be crafted in a way that's authentic and real. uh, And, but I do think they, you know, they have more staying power, the good stories, the good, true stories Mm -hmm. versus the made up BS that gets flown around. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And so, um, because I believe most of it is good, I would like to help like weigh that out a little bit. So telling more good stories, to outweigh the bad ones and the fact that social media is the, the vehicle of most communication today, it happens to be what we do too, you know, most of our content is distributed that way. Then I would like to do more of that. And I think other communities, individuals and people should take like a stance of telling more authentic stories and good stories. It doesn't mean that they're always happy, but it does mean that they're like true. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, is it almost like taking an ad- an initiative, or um, I don't know what the word is, but branding your community in a sense. Yeah, I could like see. Like it's like, pl- um, shoot, what's the word? Placemaking or something? I wanted to say is like the art of.
0: Oh, I don't know. I've never heard that. We before. need to look
1: this up. My sister researched this forever because okay. she- they were trying to like. This was an. Un- an initiative of St. Cloud okay. region Got it. to do this kind of to build their own brand that was all about like promoting the positive things that were going on. Cause there's, again, the negative, the negativity can be really loud.
0: So and easy for the negative stories out of St. Cloud to filter out here. Yeah. We don't hear the good ones. They're not as, they're not as fun to tell when you don't know the people. Yeah. It's fun to tell bad stuff. Yep. Or at least it's seductive, <laughs> you know? But if you put good stories in front of people, you can see it, even the content that's out there, like the good stories, even small little cell phone stories of things happening. Mm -hmm. I just saw one, um, that this it's a, it's the stepdaughter. She's probably 16 and she's holding the phone recording. Your stepdad is opening his Christmas gift. And so he starts tearing it open. It's in the shape of like a picture frame and he tears it open and there's like, it's covered in post-its. And apparently her stepdad wrote inspirational, like, quotes to her or, or, like, phrases to her and stuck them on her bedroom door um, for, like, every week of school or every Monday or something like that. And she saved all of them, put them all on that. And then in the middle was a picture of her when she was 10 and him. And mm-hmm. and he just, like, loses it on there, you know? And it's, and it's going crazy. Like, people love it. It's so... Yeah. It's almost easier to stand out if you tell good stuff like that versus... Sharing all the ugliness, mm-hmm. you know. I feel feel like people are just tired of it. So if you talk about like a community organization focusing on that, it would be like, yeah, what makes our community great? And if you're talking about a business, what what are the good stories that we have to tell? Not just testimonials, but like of our employees, of our employees' kids, or our accomplishments, or like mm-hmm. you know, small little thing like the the office dog or something.
1: Thinking about it a little bit more. Bigger, just bigger picture outside of like what you do or what you sell. Yes. Yeah. A little bit more of a creative. A human side of it. Humanized. Yes. Approach.
0: And I just think that would be, it's sad that doing that makes you stand out or I think it would make you stand out, but I also think it would make the world a better place.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: And in the long run, those organizations and companies will actually benefit from it.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting caught up thinking about like a video like that that I had watched actually at a church Christmas Eve, like church service. Sure. That was all about like the power of um, sharing your story. And it was, of course, like very emotionally driven. Right. But it is true. It is true, but like, where? How do we play a role in that?
0: So I've been thinking about that, and I know I mentioned this to you, like last week or the week before. So we have a new employee that just started, and what if we, once a month or once every quarter, we had like good stories of Caddo County series or something like that, and we just find something, you know, one of them that we kind of helped with a little bit that I felt like felt good and we didn't make a dollar but I couldn't care less was the little theater thing yeah i had never known about it but I met you know three really like cool happy good-natured, good natured good well intentioned people yeah. that are trying to do this
1: that are playing their part in yeah
0: like
1: making the world a little better more yes. fun, whatever it might be place
0: enriching sure. people's lives in their little corner yeah for sure
1: I love that um, and we'll have Bethany on to yes Sure, for sure.
0: So maybe we just do that. That's part of what we do to try to contribute a little bit is like what are some cool stories out there that reinforce what we already know and love about our area, but maybe other people wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it helps a small nonprofit that's doing something or you know, I don't know.
1: Whatever it might be. Yeah. I'm into that idea.
0: You really like all the money or all the ideas that don't make any money. Those are your favorite ones. I was just
1: going to say it's easy (laughs) for that to get pushed to the very back of a burner when like, you know, rubber beats the road. It is. But prioritizing it because it's a value of ours, I think, makes it a little bit more like, this is what we do. Right. So we're going to do it. Yep.
0: And how fun would it be to have four or five offices doing that all over the state? (laughs)
1: when you say that, I, that scares me. You get
0: a little anxious. (laughs) That like motivates me. I'm like, Oh, that sounds amazing.
1: Because why?
0: It does sound like a lot of late night driving and early morning driving and all of that. But because instantly like my favorite part of what we do is getting to form all these relationships with people and like friendships with people Uh that I never would have. And but now I get to choose them. It's not because the teacher next door is the teacher next door. We get to choose who we want to work with. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest criteria is that we're driven by their mission. There are a lot of companies around here that are the appropriate size and would need us. But their mission isn't really compelling to us. If we have four or five locations, it means that there's a greater chance we can find more companies and organizations that like fit everything and we really believe in who they are and we love the people that work there.
1: Yeah. So first <laughs> first region you're going to you're going to Well, I
0: can't give you the master plan when I haven't come up with it yet.
1: <laughs> well, I was gonna say it, but I don't want to spill
0: the nope, beans. No, nope, you don't need to spill that location <laughs> bean yet.
1: Um Yeah, I think it's cool. You love impact, like large scale impact and that's a way to get there, I feel.
0: And here's what's so funny about large scale impact is it's telling minute stories mm-hmm. that result in large scale impact. Yeah. If you try to tell a big, large story, if you try to say, tell the story of candy High County in a three-minute video, it's gonna be so general and vanilla that like it's not interesting. But if one of your stories of candy high County, if you have a series and one of them is a new to country person that opened a shop downtown. They've been here for six months. They got a family of four. Mm-hmm. And I'm making this up. Even though we have to tell it through a translator, but that to me is like that's such an interesting and compelling story. It's just a piece of the, f- f- you know, one thread of the fabric of the community. Yeah. But um, instead of a you know, a voice or welcome to Candy Ohio County, where <laughs> you will enjoy summer swimming. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> Like, that stuff is garbage. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's not negative, that's for sure, but it's just like, it's not pulling at any emotional no. strings. No. <laughs> do you like your voiceover, though, impression? Thanks. Of the vanilla content.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. So, this is news to me. I'm yeah. still digesting, but I do think it's it's not out of the realm of, realm of possibility, I just think we need to tap into (laughs) (laughs) my my logical self is like, oh, how do we do? I think we need to tap into the Minnesota, like a Minnesota marketers group or something. Like there's got to be an existing, how do we find our people? You want to start a new
0: Minnesota marketers group? (laughs) I love it. Let's do that too.
1: (laughs) How do we find our people? Because it's funny when you say this, I think back to our podcast episode, which hopefully was before this one that we published. With Ashley, because it's she does that on such a bigger scale. Like she's literally going statewide. Yep. Talking nationwide. Yeah, sorry. Um, Talking and meeting with people that do very similar work to her, and like finding ways to collaborate, finding ways to learn from one another, help each other, Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Right. So yeah, that'd be a good brain to pick. Probably does feel kind of like you are interested in that in the marketing realm within the state.
0: Yes the marketing company only exists because you got to pay for the whole damn thing. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we could just go and tell those stories without having to charge any money. Great. But we just can't do that. Mm-hmm.
1: So <laughs> okay. So where do we go from here?
0: No, I th- I just think the point we went a little further than I anticipated <laughs> in this podcast, but, but
1: the, um, the overall message was to how much we believe in this idea of telling good stories and unique, unique stories. I think well, or so
0: authentic, making it a, a an intentional practice to. When you see and experience the good story and you go, oh, I love that. I love that story. It's set at a boardroom. It's set in a coffee shop. But to write it down mm-hmm. or put type it in your phone and then just make a collection of them and it doesn't really matter who you are or if you know someone that, maybe you know someone that's a storyteller or you know someone that's active on social media or you you know your local chamber president or your local, the person inside your company, you know, that is is it HR or marketing or whatever collect those things. And then I think it's worth it to invest a little time or energy or money into telling them Mm -hmm. because I just think people are so negative. They consume so much negative content and, uh, just makes them negative. You know, it makes the, the number of people out there that go, Oh, the world is in a terrible place. And I'm like, yeah, but every single human I actually come into contact with and I meet and I work with, they're They're all doing great stuff. You know, I don't really know any of these people that you're talking about.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: And so why can't we tell those stories? And I think the onus is on all of us to change our narrative by looking for the good and not being so obsessed with the bad and then passing along the good instead of passing along the bad. Mm hmm. And it just creates this like positive cycle of the more positive stuff you consume, the more positive a lens you develop, the more positive things you see. And
1: that is definitely, um, that's true about like the, it's like creating a habit, right? Yeah. Like the more you do it and practice it or start doing it and then consistently do it a couple times a week, whatever it might be. But you just like, you notice those things more. You identify opportunities.
0: Someone may have passed away just outside on the stairwell. <laughs> Fallen
1: down the stairs. Yeah. But you notice those things more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think you got to start somewhere.
0: Right. <laughs> start recording them. Start writing them down.
1: Write them down. That and if a...
0: you hear some and you oh, know some, it's... we're looking for one or a couple. Yeah,
1: we might as well just start this
0: mm-hmm.
1: right <laughs> new year. Yep. Let's get after it we're looking for we're a looking good for a, small our, story to tell mm-hmm. first quarter i'm it's going january
0: look. february we'll start in february how about that
1: february okay come come to us we'll find you
0: <laughs> send us a send us a dm
1: <laughs> okay all right well thanks for listening
0: yeah that was a mess but thanks for listening mm-hmm. until next time bye-bye